Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Elaine Park, joining us to talk about November from her great book, The Habits of Unity. Elaine Park, good morning and happy November. Hello. Hey, good morning to you. And it is a happy November because November is the month to show a positive attitude. And not to say that we shouldn't always or aren't always, but this gives us a chance to put that focus lens on it. And it's always good to get some fresh ideas or good reminders about how to really incorporate being positive and make it just part of our cellular structure, right? Well, you know, technically, this is the month that's easiest to do. And there's a very important reason why this month isn't called Be Positive. This month is called Show a Positive Attitude. There's a very important distinction there, Kate, in that sometimes something can be going on in your life and you're tempted to share your bad mood and with others. Whereas to try not to bring your bad mood to other people and letting it out on them and try to kind of hang on to a positive attitude or at least express a positive attitude, first of all, you're not bringing everybody else down with you. And second of all, if you keep doing it, if you show a positive attitude, you know, fake it till you make it, you just might, you know, fake your way right into a beautiful day that you didn't expect. You know, you'll rise above whatever it is that was troubling you and realize that it's not that important and go on with a beautiful day that you deserve. Yes. Thank you for pointing out that distinction. Very important. Showing a positive attitude. And we're going to be doing that each day of this month of November. And really, one way, at least I hope it would be a positive way to look at it, is uh, thinking about Thanksgiving coming up at the end of the month, a time of celebration of having gratitude, giving thanksgiving, but hopefully connecting with those who are really important in our lives. So that should help us to maintain that positive attitude. Absolutely. No question about it. I think I may have told your audience maybe earlier in the year that a group of people in the small town of Somerset, Pennsylvania, where this all began, actually got together and as a group, they decided which month should be what. I had had the vision that the months could become like a brand name and a habit-forming period for each of the habits, but I had, you know, in my, in my vision, I hadn't determined what they would be. So, I mean, it was everybody from the mayor to the owner of the local radio station. Actually, I, that's true, Kate. Uh, someone from a radio station, you know, students, guidance counselors, you know, people from the welfare offices representing the churches. So they spent a, a, eight or nine months kicking around, well, if we're going to you know, have a habit for January, what should it be, and so on. So really, it all worked pretty well, and I would say the biggest issue that the group had was whether November or May should be be grateful month, because, of course, Thanksgiving is in November. But May has Memorial Day, Mother's Day, so it was a tough call. But a lot of the end of the year is happening. There are a lot of volunteer appreciation events in May. So ultimately, we decided that, as you just pointed out, Thanksgiving, of course, is a positive attitude in and of itself. So we decided to make May be grateful and let November be show a positive attitude and incorporate Thanksgiving as a positive attitude for the month of November. And to the point of your giving us that distinction of 
show a positive attitude as opposed to be positive, showing that we might need to actually put some effort into it because, as you said, you know, we might not feel quite like it sometime, but making ourselves or pushing ourselves in that direction because it can be a stressful time of the year as well with the holidays. So keeping in mind, I'm going to show a positive attitude. I'm going to talk to myself and really make that happen. And then further to that point, when I look at the introduction, you use a piece from Charles Swindoll, and I love this. I've heard this before, and I think it's so important for us to remember that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So if we could keep that in mind, don't you think, Elaine? Absolutely. There's a quote, quote begins with his words, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. Attitude is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home, and as I say, or me and you. So a day is guided by your attitude toward that day. And you are the only one that can give yourself a bad day, no matter what happens around you. Yes. And isn't that important to remember? I just want to underscore that. So continue. Well, I was going to tell you, I think, I sort of think I've told your audience, oh, this month is my favorite. Probably every (laughs) month that we've been doing (laughs) it. But that's good. This time I wrote it in the book. (laughs) (laughs) This time I put, this is my favorite month's habit to show a positive attitude. Our celebration color is sunny yellow, and remember, this is the month to wear yellow. And all you have to do is, I'm right this minute, uh, Kate, I'm looking out my window at this magnificent tree in my backyard, and all the trees are sunny yellow. All the leaves are sunny yellow. Yes. We have beautiful fall going on here, and it certainly helps with the positive attitude. I look out my window at the front, and I see you know, yellow, green, orange, red, you know, all the colors of the trees as they're changing right now. And there, there's still enough leaves on the trees that it's vibrant and absolutely gorgeous. I'd say we're at the peak of the fall season. I mean, how could you not have a positive attitude? Yellow is cheerful, the radiance of the day's new sun as it rises into the morning sky. This is the month to work on our perspective about life and to share a positive attitude more often. Sometimes it's necessary to fake it till we make it, as I just said. Hmm. Right. And... We just need these reminders, which that then reminds me that this book, The Habits of Unity, 12 Months to a Stronger America, One Citizen at a Time, is just so packed full of wonderful quotes and short essays and commentary that are such good reminders that we can pick up, you know, if we're feeling a little down, pick it up, thumb through it at any point. It doesn't have to be that exact month necessarily, and there's going to be just the right message for you, for me, at that point in time to just say, oop, I feel that much better. There's no question about it. We're, you know, as the book sales are growing, you know, people are sending us feedback. I mean, we're hearing how people say with just a minute, you know, barely a minute a day. I mean, you can, you can spend that minute just while you're laying out your clothes for work or something. I mean, just one minute is no time at all. And, and people are telling us that they have the book and just that little uplifting minute of the day and 
the fact that the each day is a little different insight. Uh, one person who who went on the website who ha, who has the book said, you know, reading your book, however, is like eating potato chips. I know I'm only supposed to read one a day, <laughs> but she said, you know, your quotes and all those things are so interesting. You know, I, I have a hard time just reading that one day. I always want to peek at the next, and that's another reason why November is my favorite because. Uh, each month, I, I've written the book so that each month has like its own personality mm-hmm. as far as relating to the habit. And since November is positive attitude, I thought to myself, well, why not tell jokes? <laughs> so, <laughs> so each of the readings during the month of November um, have little jokes that, you know, help uplift, uplift people's lives, you know, not by... You know, not by explaining a way that they can do it, by actually telling them a joke that will make them chuckle as they go out the door to work or whatever. Did you find some of the jokes in there kind of funny yourself? Or I did. Have a favorite here or there? Well, I, I, just, I really enjoyed each of them for their own value and, and want to point out, as you do in the book, that some of them come from children uh, uh, yes. Tell us the story about how the teacher had uh, done a project with her kids, and you've incorporated some of that in this chapter. Yeah, a lot of them are from, from children, I think. Wasn't it um, that the teacher had a project for the kids to finish a sentence? Yes. I'm an author without a photographic memory. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of them is, it's better to light one candle than to waste electricity. Oh, I love that one, yes. <laughs> Another one I like is, the squeaking wheel gets annoying. <laughs> yes. Um, How about don't count your chickens? It takes too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So little chuckles, you know, it just really does the heart good. On November 22nd, I say, it's always darkest just before I open my eyes. Exactly. I think, I think I've seen bees hum because they don't know the word once before. <laughs> you might be able to find that in another... Oh, here's one I like. A penny saved is not much, especially in the rising cost of everything today. I think, you know, given a fact that a lot of people in your audience, I mean, there isn't anybody in your audience that isn't dealing with rising prices. That is, that is if, they, if they're going shopping at all for anything. And so, you know, this has to be difficult on people. And so perhaps, you know, having the book and, Having November be a month to really get yourself back into a positive attitude, you know, figure out how to make ends meet, even though you can't help the fact that prices are higher everywhere, and not losing your positive attitude because you're, we're all dealing with inflation. Each person is feeling it personally, but we're all feeling it together. And so a little uplifting joy and a few jokes in everybody's life is probably a good idea. There's a good quote that kind of relates to that for this month. It says, the soul that had no rainbow had the eye, no tears. And then how about... No, a joke, but... Right. But, Go ahead. But these words of inspiration, right? Which is the same thing. It, it is under humor tips for November from Mort Walker, the creator of Beetle Bailey's oh, yeah. comic strip, saying, it's good to have money, but don't lose sight of things money can't buy. And I yes, think that, give, you know, again, that fits with, with November and being grateful. And it's it's not to say that we don't mean, need money for those fundamentals, for the utilities, for the rent, for the mortgage. But 
along the way too, you know, we tend to maybe kind of fritter away some funds. So maybe this will be a way to focus on what's really important and not waste money that we need on kind of just frivolous things or I'm going to say junk food. Well, food that doesn't have nutrition in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, food that has nutrition in it can also be good. And since I am a, a former corporate marketing person, I think I'm going to share with your audience something that might help a little bit in this area, in this period of increasing prices. The stores where you shop literally put the things you need least closest to the door. Yes. <laughs> because there's a thing called impulse purchases. So they, if you go into, it, let's say, the grocery store with your list of what it is you want to have, you know, they make sure that, you know, the or, you know, a big box store, that they make sure that you spend more money than or you buy more things that are on your list by playing on your impulses, playing on the fact that they place something really, really handy. That's something you absolutely don't need. There's something that's probably food that has no nutrition. And so you have to be aware of that. So when you're going shopping, make lists and try very hard, you know, not to go off your list, especially not to go off your list buying things you really don't need. I'll tell you how I've done that this year. I mean, I love the autumn decorations, and I'm sure I'll do the same thing with Christmas or holidays, but I have some very nice holiday decorations. I already have some. And so this year, because I, like everybody else, am dealing with the fact that my money isn't going as far, I have just put up the perfectly nice fall autumn decorations that I already had this year. And I have not bought any additional autumn decorations. I would have liked to. It would have been fun to have had something new. But, you know, I really didn't need to. And I knew that was a way I could save money. So they're just a little tip from me. A very good one because we have more holidays coming up here and there is always that temptation. Again, talk about impulse buying. Oh, all that sparkliness is so appealing. Yes. But yes. bottom line, is that something I really need right now? Or is it just a want? Exactly. You know, those big Christmas blow up things. They're a hundred dollars or more a piece. And, you know, you just see so many of them and I think you know, it could be food or, I mean, they, they look nice and I'm sure the people are proud to have them in their yard, but, you know, maybe the trade-off would be more nutritious food or something that the family could enjoy in another way. Just my thought on the matter. Maybe others wouldn't agree with me. So what's your favorite day in the month of November? Well, let's see. Even right at the beginning, near the beginning, making cheering up others your mission. So sometimes if we keep that in mind, rather than it's about me, if it's going to be my mission to help others to smile and find the silver lining, that then causes that joy to really percolate and multiply itself. So kind of getting outside of myself. That's November 5th. Oh, gosh. I'm on that day, too. And the last line there is, the shortest distance between two people is paved with smiles and laughter. So there we are. We're in harmony, Elaine. Exactly. I was looking <laughs> at November 5th at exactly the same time. And you're at one end of the country and I'm at the other. Although 
by the by three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, I'll be on your end of the country, not in your state. I won't be in Seattle, but I will be in San Francisco, and I'll send I'll send you and your audience some hugs from there. And we welcome them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's another cute joke on November third. It's one of my favorites. Love makes the world go round, but laughter keeps us from falling apart. And let's see, how about, oh, I noted down November 13th, because here we have a recipe for the blues. Take one spoonful of pleasant memories. Take two spoonfuls of endeavors for the happiness of others. Take two spoonfuls of forgetfulness of sorrow. Mix well with a half pint of cheerfulness. Take a portion of this mixture every hour of the day. That's from Francis Willard. That's one of my favorite days. Lead me not into temptation. I can, and then the joke is, oh, there's two jokes that day, and they're both really cute. Lead me not into temptation. I can find a way myself. And we were just talking about temptation. Yes. That's what I was explaining to your audience. That's what the people who own the big box stores and the grocery stores, they try to tempt you by putting things that you don't need where you're sure to see them and might be tempted to to spend your money on them when you really need your money for the other things right now, and especially in this time of inflation. But then the other joke on that page is, never knock on death's door. Ring the doorbell and run. He hates that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's where the nutritious food comes in and, you know, go, taking our walks and really taking care of ourselves because then we're going to live a good, healthy life. Right. Exactly. And... I think when we were talking in December, which was Celebrate Community, Family, and Friends, and I was saying, and if everybody remembers in December, there was a big panic over a backup in the supply chain and obviously gift-giving and all of that. And so at that point, we focused, we in our conversation about December were talking about the fact that what really matters isn't the things, the presents that we give. What matters is giving of ourselves, you know, that it's our time and our love and the kind things we do for one another. You know, that's what really matters. As far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't care if the supply chain for 90% of what's available in the stores today got backed up entirely. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people don't agree with me, but I tend to go for simplicity. So I just can't stand it that there's an entire aisle in the grocery store from one end to the other that's all cereals. I don't need that many choices. <laughs> <laughs> and probably 90% of those are not healthy for us. More than likely, Kate. I was at an educational museum in Newburn, North Carolina about a year or two ago, and they had this a mock-up of an old-fashioned general store. And so it was really cute. They had this sort of a holographic shopkeeper and then you had this little wand, and they had all the things they had for sale in this old-fashioned general store um, on these shelves. And then you had this little wand, and then you went around and used this little wand to kind of light up what you wanted, and then it showed up in your grocery basket. And what was stunning to me was how, until recent years, there weren't all those choices. Choosing fresh fruits and vegetables and fresh meats and a few cereals here and there it was so much easier to shop. And so honestly, shopping in some of these big stores is stressful for me mm-hmm. because I just don't think, you know, we need so many choices of all that stuff. 
So, again, it's just my point of view that I find I'm happier when I tend to choose to shop in smaller stores. I don't belong to any of those big box stores. You know, it's just too much. But it is good food for thought. We need love. We need each other. We need joyfulness. We need nature, these beautiful yellow trees outside of my window. And hopefully, if any of your audiences listen to more than one of our discussions, Kate, I mean, I've been blessed to be able to be practicing these 12 habits that's in the, the 12 Habits of Unity book for, for 30 years. And I really am a product of what I preach mm-hmm. because I've been in it. And perhaps, you know, your audience has noticed that I am upbeat and happy and joyful and funny. And, you know, that's real. I happen to have a very serious issue going on in my life right now. But I don't have to focus on it all the time. You know, going through the habits and building the habits over the years that I've been doing this, I'm the one that's benefited the most because it's genuinely, genuinely impacted my life and helped me be a basically happy woman, optimistic, basically happy, and basically able to cope with the bad things that comes along for everyone. Like two weeks ago, I got hit by a deer. I didn't hit the deer. I never saw the deer. It didn't hit the front of the car at all. It hit me on the side. It was with a group of deer that were trying to cross the road, and it just came out and dented up my car. Well, three days later, I was at a intersection, and an old beat-up truck ahead of me had pulled too far in the intersection, apparently, and a car then came going the other direction, and not thinking, the truck packed up and backed into me. And this is three days apart. But you just have to pick yourself up and say, um, and go hug somebody, you know, go have a cup of coffee or tea with a friend and just get yourself balanced back on the things that are really, really important and getting back on a positive attitude, which, of course, is the point for November. And then points back to one of the earlier things we talked about, life being 10% what happens, 90% how you react to it. And that's what you're doing. You know, yes, that happened. And I have to choose how I'm going to dwell on it. I could get all mopey and angry about it or, well, it happened, you know, here are the things we'll do about it. And then I'm going to deal with it. That's my 90% reaction rather than to be in a funk. Exactly. I actually had this, I call it the little bad things theory. <laughs> like nobody's going to get through this life without bad things happening to them. There's no question about it. So like getting too dense within three days from two entirely different situations, not having had any accident of any kind or no dings or anything for probably 10 years. I call that a little bad thing. And so I feel like if you get little bad things once in a while, that keeps the big bad things from happening. We could look at that also as we get these little tests along the way. Okay, here's a little test. You know, that's not a very nice thing to have a deer run into you. Poor deer, but poor deer you, because they could cause a lot of injury and a lot of uh, damage. But a truck backing into you too, and it's kind of, Elaine, how are you going to react to this? And Elaine goes, well, I'm going to just be sad this happened, glad then that I'm not injured. And uh, like you said, go have a cup of tea. Yeah. So I mean, I, I didn't even make that point myself, but yes, you saw that. Of course, in neither of those little unhappy moments for my car, let's say, you know, I wasn't hurt. Nobody else was hurt. The deer wasn't hurt. I want to tell everybody that. I stopped and backed up. It was sort of twilight on a dark road. And I saw the deer kind of had stumbled and I, he never really went down, but he just was kind of stumbling around again. And then he, I didn't see any blood. And so I know the deer was perfect. 
So that made me feel good too. You know what? I think that falls under perhaps we were talking about simplicity and then, you know, how you care about what else has happened around you. But I love on November the 16th, this quote, there is no cosmetic for beauty like happiness. And I think that that epitomizes you so fully, Elaine Park, (laughs) that you have this happiness about you. It is then this natural beauty. You don't have to go shopping for lots of different enhancements or having lots of these surgeries and such. It's just happiness is the best cosmetic. Well, thank you, Kate. And I must say I'm getting up there. I'm not going to say where there is. (laughs) Well, but, you know, that's to be really honored and respected that you are living your life to the fullest. Yeah. And now that you kind of make that point, that may have something to do with why I don't like the big stores. And I actually am living what my philosophy is or how I really think about things, that people are more important, happiness is more important, enjoying nature is more important. And so obviously then I wouldn't be somebody attracted to big box stores and having 99 million choices for one simple thing because I really do live for things other than things, genuinely. You didn't read the joke for that day. If God had wanted me to touch my toes, he would have put them on my knees. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Or I like the joke on, on November 17th. It says, for every action, there is an equal and opposite criticism. Truthfully, a commentary on that would be the political scene. You know, the political scene just seems devoid of positive actions and full of negative reaction criticism. I'm not assigning a party to that. I mean, if I were making election laws, I would require that all election advertising had to be about the candidate who's paying for the advertising. The whole idea is to educate the American people about who you are as a candidate for whatever office you're running for. And I'd like to see all election funding be everybody gets the same amount and it all has to be telling the voter about who they are as a candidate. It'll be much more positive. So it kind of fits our positive attitude thing. Yes, it does. That only positive, uplifting messages are allowed. Exactly. (laughs) Well, or at least educational about, you know, who they are as a candidate rather than using the airtime focused on the deficiencies of the other candidate. Well, this is a great conversation, Kate. It is. And you know, one of the favorite sayings, because there are a lot here, but another one that really stands out and I think really maybe kind of captures the essence of all of this, and not just for this month, but for always for ourselves, is to remember this. And this comes from that first article on humor from Mort Walker, Humor Tips. It's always have good thoughts. They may break into words at any time. That is exactly a wonderful way. I mean, it should be something you would say to yourself and maybe put a sticky note on your mirror in the bathroom. It's a wonderful way to guide your day. I see that as if we only are thinking good things, what'll come out of our mouth can only be Mostly positive, I would say. But if we're letting kind of negative, dark things roam around inside of us, what else is going to spew out of our mouth? It's like you said, emblazon that. Put it on a sticky note all around you. Exactly. If people don't have the book, they can go to the website, 
which is 12habitsforallofus.org. And the 12 of the four are both numbers. And the habits are there. And then they can take a sticky note and they can put that one's habit on it, on their mirror or something. And whether or not they have the book, they can get in the habit. They can practice that month's habit in their own lives, in their own way. A friend of mine was explaining that last March, it was, he knew it was Resolve Conflicts Month, and he'd gotten on the outs with people. So he said, wow, you know, it's almost the end of March. I think I'll call him up and make up and tell them, you know, that what we have as friends is far more important than whatever it is that broke down our friendship. And I guess both the old friends responded and said, you're absolutely right. And the friendships were rebuilt and all because he stepped out and actually did something to act on the habit for March, which was resolve conflict. So you can have the book and you and I have been enjoying the book together. But even if you don't have the book, just go to the website, get the habits and start doing it. Exactly. That is such an amazing gift that you have given to us, you've given to the world, that really then, for someone who is struggling, costs nothing except the time to go to the website and find all of this and find what really speaks to each of our hearts and then practice it in the world and see what beauty and what positivity comes forward and it attaches itself to us. Right. The book has a warning on it. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. (laughs) This book is habit-forming and may cause a happier life. (gasps) So that's really very much what I wish and hope and dream for everyone who is touched by our monthly conversations, Kate. I just love the people in Seattle. Your audience in Seattle are hearing us every month. And people who are buying the book or people who are going to the website. You know, holidays are made powerful by the fact that we all know when to do what. You know, they have a date. And so until the 12 habits came along, we didn't have a specific date to do something, practice a habit that was good. So I think that's how the positive things just all fragmented and broke it up. I mean, there's random acts of kindness, but the habits are organized acts of kindness that aren't random. There's a certain month to work on each of 12 different aspects of of being happy. And as you do that for yourself, you're like a pebble dropped into a pond. And you're resonating out the extension of yourself as you uplift yourself. You're helping to make a better world every night when you go to bed and lay your head on the pillow. Well, no question. That has been your mission, Elaine. And I really have no doubt that even when we can't see it, for sure we can't see it all, it is happening and We just put our trust in that and encourage everyone to be part of this wonderful mission to make this world a better, stronger, unified place for all of us. Kate Daniels, that's the plan. And I welcome all your audience who've been listening to us today and say this is the month to show a positive attitude, even on those days when, like, I got hit by a deer a few days ago oh, well, I'm going to have to handle it, and I can still show a positive attitude to others. Indeed. Well, enjoy the month, and along with that, have a wonderful Thanksgiving when it rolls along. I appreciate that, Kate. I absolutely will. And that brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Elaine Park and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Frank Sorrentino. 
I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of discussing and acting on the positive and what we can do to make our world a better place. Have a week of the same, and then please, plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.